1: You know what, when Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins don't play, you know, you kind of don't expect it to be a fun game, Andy, but that was a really fun game.
2: I watched every single second, like you. I was very excited tonight coming in because, you know, we knew that Smiley Geach was going to play minutes, but it was a Jordan Poole show, so yeah, it was awesome. It was was amazing, all down to the last second. I I thought I was like, oh, I'm going to eat dinner, I'm just going to ignore the last quarter. Couldn't. I watched every. It was amazing. It was and it was it was an amazing stress free game before we get the uh uh right. <laughs> the play and stress that we're about to. So it's so game. let's
1: uh let's throw this out there for people who maybe aren't aware, but like the this game doesn't matter. They still need to win Sunday against Memphis to get the eighth seed. Uh, that's why the Warriors didn't play their main guys tonight, and also why Memphis mm-hmm. didn't play any of their guys tonight. Um, I think my first take from this game though is. I don't know if I want to say Jordan Poole has arrived, but Jordan Poole is officially too good for this level of basketball. And that is a really welcome.
2: I thought that when you, when you tweeted that, I said, that's how I was feeling too. Watching him. i was just like, it's, it's like he's playing in the G league, right? It, it's like in the beginning of the season when he was playing in the G league and you're watching him and you're like, damn, he shouldn't be playing. He should be in the NBA. And now you're, now you're in the NBA and I guess some of these Pelicans guys are, are maybe G League, is, but, but it's, still, it's still NBA. And you're like, yeah, he shouldn't be playing. He's too good for this level of basketball, which tells you that he's a real NBA rotation player now uh, on a night-to-night basis, which, which is huge for the Warriors, not just this season, but for the next five seasons, for the next decade. Huge, Massive.
1: huge for them because we've had questions about their ability to draft and develop. Yep. Um, and particularly since he's a number 28 pick. Excuse me. I've in my throat. Um, no questions, by the way, guys. We're gonna get to questions in like 10 minutes. So if you guys could hold off on asking till then, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I mean, he had his career high tonight, 38 points. It doesn't even matter what he scored. and He had six assists, it doesn't even matter what he scored in my opinion. Like he could he got whatever he wanted tonight, right? He had that scary fall where I thought he might have got hurt. Um, turns right. out it wasn't that serious. Um Jordan Poole, by the way, uh, he's got a little Steph Curry in him where every <laughs> fall makes you like you think like, oh, man, that's that, that's it. Yeah, amputation, you know, like that sort of thing. But it's like uh, it, it might just be like the expressions, the well, you know, so some guys like uh, Draymond's kind of the opposite.
2: Off- Draymond can be like the opposite where you're like,
1: dude, you look very hurt and you're like limping around, but you're acting like it's nothing. But
2: yeah. still Steph does the uh, stuff does the. Oh no no I'm good. I'm that's bad. true. Get up that's and true. Kennedy, no no I'm good I'm good. Well I think Jordan pulls more than Anthony Davis where it's just the the guy was writhing on the ground. Said like, what do you expect Warriors fan to feel like right? I'm sitting there and I'm like holy shit does he have a high ankle sprain? Now when he walks off on his own pad I'm like okay at least that's not a high ankle but I'm like that's at least a couple of weeks and then you watch him walk off and he's back on the bench and I'm like all right now he doesn't even have ankle up so he's fine and then he goes back in. And so that reminded me of AD because AD falls on the ground four times a game, and he's always you know AD is the hurt. worst yeah he's AD, the worst at it. Just the and worst. and you
1: and I can both speak from this from a fantasy basketball never draft <laughs> Anthony Davis. It's like anyone who plays fantasy basketball knows about the Anthony Davis fall. Um, <laughs> and it's uh you know I mean the the important thing is he he. You know, rarely has serious injuries. You'd he never have this has, year. A serious but like one.
2: that's the thing. He never. Does. But it's like
1: it's it's just from a viewership perspective. Like you, every time they grab something, it's it's not like you're not buying it. Like you don't want to be like that's not right. serious. The one right. time it is serious, right? So right. it just it, it gives you it evokes a little anxiety in you as a viewer. There's no other way to put it.
2: Yeah, um, but good that he's healthy. Uh, he came back in and played. I don't know why he did, but hey, I mean, he must have felt fine enough. He made the game-winning basket, so it all worked out. The Warriors, uh, you call it momentum, Sam, but whatever. Either way, pretty cool finish. Uh, pretty sweet out-of-bounds play from Steve Kerr at the end where he had Nico uh, get the ball, pull, come off the screen. Right? Pretty sweet. It was <laughs> nice, though. <laughs> it was nice. It was. They, pu- they pulled the center away uh, by-, by having Motor be the shooter there, so. It was pretty, but uh, yeah, good game.
1: Uh, a couple other points on this game, then we'll move to Memphis and callers. Uh, Michael Mulder, excellent game. Uh, Mulder, I know he's not your favorite player, but I think he's a legitimate shooter. I think he's an NBA player. I don't know that the Warriors maybe need to carry him and Damian Lee next year. Uh, we're assuming they're going to upgrade the talent, but like, I think both of them fit the bill for... Shooter off the bench, maybe deeper in the rotation. Some nights they're not playing heavy minutes, but some nights when you call on them, you know you can count on them to do certain things. I thought Mulder played an excellent game tonight. And I, I think if he isn't a Warrior next year, he's at least proven uh, he can play in the NBA. Uh, you know, he's a little undersized, but he can shoot the ball, and uh, he's definitely smart enough to understand how to move and cut and do the things needed.
2: Uh, you're right. I, I am hard be- on Jordan Poit. I mean, excuse me, on Michael Mulder, because I think uh, the frustration, the in game frustration, right. is where it comes. Like after the game, I'm like, you know, a little bit more calm, I think. But during the games, I'm more like, this, guy's, this guy is missing shots when he's open. And it's a lot of pressure to make those shots coming off of Steph and Draymond, right? In in big moments of basketball games that he's never played in, so I'm looking back on this time and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm with you, I'm with you. A, a lot of my criticism has been just, I just want him to make shots that I know Clay Thompson would make, but like I, that's not realistic. <laughs> that's not realistic at all. So uh, it, it's been uh, it's been that type of season. You you, you lash out at players. That's why weirdest fans have been going at Ken Baseball all season. So, Mulder like right. on a lesser level. But yeah, I what he'll probably be on the team next season as like a ninth, tenth, eleven guy. So I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I just his shots just looks weird, even though it went in like eight times today. Like he had made a bunch of threes, but I can't get over how weird it looks
1: for a shooter. It, it is it's funny. Like off. um, it's it not as it's not as pure as like like Damian Lee, pro shot. So um, but yeah, I do agree with you there. Uh, let's let's talk Eric Paschal first game mm-hmm. Pascal's played in uh what two months maybe three months right something like that mm-hmm. and. I thought he played generally well. Um, I think the more yeah. important thing here is uh, Pasco getting healthy. Do you think he plays in the playoffs? Do you think he plays in the plan for the Warriors?
2: No, no. And I, and I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't think he does, and I hope he does. Okay, so so two of the same things. I I, I really don't know why Eric Pasco should be playing. Um, Two ways like we can take this conversation. We can talk about Eric. Uh, we can talk about Fitz talking about Pascal, or we can talk about our evaluation of Pascal. Yeah,
1: let's 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 <laughs> let Fitz. Uh, let's leave the Fitz thing to the side. Well, you know, for a
2: second, I, I'll, I'll, we'll both get into Fitz slander by accident later, anyway. <laughs> I just, I don't think. First of all, he hasn't played in two months. Like, like you just said, the Warriors are going to be playing high pressure basketball on a team that's pretty good rhythm. And also, where would you play him? Why would you play him? Playing an eight-man rotation is not a problem in a must-win game. I guess technically it's not a must-win game, but it'd be nice if they win the next game, right? So it's a must-win game as far as I'm concerned. Why would you throw someone out there who's, one, hasn't played in two months, and two, even when he was playing basketball, wasn't very good at basketball. He don't really play defense, doesn't really make shots. And outside of him making unsustainable mid-range shots, you kind of don't eat him on the floor.
1: I think Steve Kerr is going to play him First off, I don't think Steve Kerr is going to play him against the Grizzlies because he probably doesn't need him. But if they play the Lakers, I'm willing to bet you he throws him in there against the Lakers. And it's going to drive Warriors' Twitter insane. <laughs> but I go back to the fact that the Warriors played the Lakers twice this year. They beat them once. And the one game they won, Haskell right. owned yeah. at the small ball five. You're right. Um, I think if I was to guess in the playoffs, that's going to be his role. He's going to be. Kerr's break the glass if I need a guy to change the rhythm of the game at the five position player. Like the McAdoo, the – I I mean, Jesus, Kerr loves to have weird center (laughs) guys. By the way, I could just totally see him going to – it may work, it may not. If it works, he looks like a genius. If it doesn't work, you know, he's going to go on stage and, um, you know, he's going to get excuses. But anyway, um, I think that's kind of – I think that's probably what's going to be like I kind of was thinking Pasco would have a better year this year, but, you know, he just kind of bad luck with health. And this has been a weird year in general. Like, I don't want to yeah. write him off overall, but, like, it, it's been a weird year.
2: The the health stuff is the biggest part. Um, the Jordan poor so before the season, I was actually pretty high on Eric Pasco because I, I just thought, hey, maybe he could be small ball five Montrezl Harrell type. I'm just going to assume that he got better shooting from three, right? Or nine. Yeah, nine
1: nine months, you're thinking he would be a better shooter. Maybe. Yes. Maybe, yes.
2: yeah. Maybe. did <laughs> It didn't happen. The health stuff kind of stuck. Half the season, it felt like he couldn't move. Right? He had, like, no elevation. So we'll see what happens. And then it's the stuff with Jordan – and then the opposite with Jordan Poole happened where he was so bad shooting last season with some of his shots and decision-making. But all of that turned around. All of that. And you're like, wow. Now, now, he's, now he drops 40 almost tonight. And you're like, yeah, that's – it's kind of Jordan Poole. So I'm with you, though. I guess you can't write off Eric Pascal, but I don't – I just don't see the reason why he should be playing in, in these type of games for now. It'd be almost unfair to him a little bit out there just throwing up to the wolves. So just play JTA more. Have him play 40 minutes. Yeah, JTA is always the
1: answer. That's – basically this <laughs> This podcast has now devolved to Steph Curry, Draymond Green, JTA. Answer to everything. You know, it, there's a problem with your electricity. Call one of those three guys to fix it. <laughs> <Electricity>. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't
2: know. It was, a, it was a better example than plumbing, right? Uh, I thought you were gonna say like relationship, but yeah, those were too. You know what? Yes. You know what? Your
1: girlfriend breaks up with you. Call JTA. Yes, that's, did... that's the move. He'll be there for you.
2: Um. Okay. By the way, his his by the way, his clip uh, with him calling his mom, uh, and and then him crying, pretty awesome. Uh, pretty if you guys, I'm sure everyone in here and people that are listening on the podcast have seen it already but if you haven't I thought it was pretty cool and right after Mother's Day so I thought it was pretty sweet I have I have
1: one take on that which is you know it's been a weird year it's been up and down some people have been very critical of Steve Kerr some people have not some people have been critical of the wake of some people have not one thing everyone can unite around is uh, Juan Toscano Anderson just gr- Best story in the NBA all year. Like, I I want to meet the person. Actually, I don't want to meet the person who's the person who's going, you know, why are you guys too much want to Scott Anderson hype? You know, like, <laughs> I think he's universally just like everyone loves the guy who worked his ass off, was the underdog, and he's a good player, has turned into um, a valuable rotation player that every team in the NBA, but especially the Warriors could use. So, I, among other things, I really do appreciate everything about Juan. And it's just kind of like, it's those little stories that give you a little perspective that like all the little micro minutia fighting, like eh, it's not important, you know, (laughs) anyway, I'm turning into Safi.
2: Yeah. I couldn't put it any better, man. I think this, the perfect capper to the regular season is is JTA. That's, that's really, I agree with you. It's it's really what, it's really what this season is about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. And, and like we said it, um, if you guys didn't check it out, um,
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
1: We believe player on this roster. So like whether you think this team is like, we believe or not, you got to acknowledge Juan's got some serious, we believe vibes to him and I don't know. I think, I think it's going to work in the Warriors' favor when we get to the playoffs, which now we got to go through this convoluted play-in game scenario. But, you know, <laughs> we'll get there.
2: Uh, should we do it
1: now? Or, or what
2: are we doing, callers? Or what are we doing
1: here? Let's do callers. I assume most people okay. want to talk about – obviously, we'll the Warriors play Memphis at 1230. But let's let the callers bring everything to the table. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers, sometimes 3 pot with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, sometimes it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to Roman.com slash Light now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com/slash-lightyears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to. Get Roman.com slash light years and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get Roman.com slash lightyears. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment.
3: Maxwell, what's up, my man? What's up, boys? Um, I think we can all agree this was the best win of the season. It uh, doesn't get higher stakes than this, but seriously, um, so this is more of a question for next year. So assuming the starting lineup next year is Steph, Clay, Wiggs, Dre, Wiseman, the bench would be Jordan, Baze, Kavan, Juan, and maybe someone else we pick up. Would we have one of the deepest teams in the league? Could we actually say strength in numbers again? God, Maxwell, <laughs> Maxwell,
1: you you just you just made Steve Kerr smile. I don't even know what to say. I, I would hope they add at least two. You know, if they're not going to swing for the big trade, my my, my gut feeling I've, I've said this many times. My gut feeling is I don't think they're going to make a trade unless it's like a home run. You know, I think they're going to go strengthen numbers. Um, I, I'm hopeful they sign like two to three veterans to add to the team next year. Like, uh, just just players who are better than. Let's say Kelly Oubre and stuff in the
2: rotation, but yeah, there's a. I guess the options to add players would be. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not. It's a couple options, right? They'll still have their uh, taxpayer mid-level. They'll obviously have the vet minimum, but they have two first-round draft picks. Is is Sam? You tweeted that the most likely scenario right now is that Minnesota pick conveys to five, which is perfect. No, no, no! Really I said good. the most
1: like the most likely scenario is they have the fifth best odds of getting the number one pick. I think. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, wow. Sorry. That's way more convoluted. than Okay, that's, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, it's way. it's not okay. it's
1: not even it's not even fun. But like that pick, there's a very good chance it's conveying to the Warriors. Could be four, could be seven. But it sounds like the Warriors are going to get the pick. Either way, like
2: I guess not. Either way, you rather have it at four and five, right? Seven is a sure. big difference. But the Warriors are going to have two first round picks most likely. So. You probably, if you want to get a decent player, are going to have to trade one or not, or two of them, right? So that's one route to get that. The tax payment level is going to be someone like a Marcus Saul or an Avery Bradley type of guy. Not those
1: players, but those type of guys, those veterans. Just I mean, solid solid be rotation, than, like trust in the playoff
2: guys. Better than Bazemore, right? Like, So immediately you're like, okay, Bazemore takes a step down. Damian Lee's not going to play as much. Mulder's not even going to play, right? Like, even JTA is going to take a little bit of a step back. So, like, those guys, like, you're going to, that's one guy. And then with the trade, that's two guys. So, I think when you say two guys, I think that's that's your best bet right there, right? And then maybe what can you do with Kelly Oubre with the signing trade? If there's a signing trade, or maybe they just let Kelly Oubre go, which is, which kind of sucks, but that this might just be the case, right? They just might have to let him go. Um,
1: they might also just get a trade exception for Oubre, like, the this thing they did with Igadala where it's like, the celtics just did it with um uh what's his name they they lost uh you know gordon hayward and then yeah, um, a massive one yeah and then they got they got a trade exception then they get they get m40 like the warriors might have to do the same thing or it's like we have this trade exception we just have to wait till the deadline to see who we can acquire with it so for the first half of the season you watch damian lee but in the second half maybe you get to watch uh Jeez, I I don't even know who's a potential like guy for next season. But like you follow where I'm going. Right, this, right? right, right. Yeah. Right. So right. they may they may enter the season with an incomplete roster. Anyway, let's move forward. Instead of keeping it moving. Let's move forward, guys. All right. Uh, <laughs> what's Sweet up, college. man?
3: Yes, yeah, sir. I appreciate y'all for having me on, man. Uh, I can't believe that I watched forty eight minutes of uh these two teams playing tonight. Um Kind of, it was like I was sitting on a silent at 24 hour fitness. But um, <laughs> the the question that I was asking myself is um, Is Alan Smiley the worst player in the NBA right now? And um, if y'all can help me think of anyone else who is worse, and then one further, is he the worst player in NBA history? Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good night.
1: That is a great question. One, I am worried that the chat's going to short-circuit the app because i got like 30 like yes yes definitely at the same time so um we'll start there
2: uh i don't even know how to answer that like (laughs) there have been so many players here's the thing about smiley and i think we were saying this before the season about james wiseman you know sometimes you you, you'll know in the first couple games whether he's going to be an nba player or not right so you watch James Myers in the first couple games, you're like, yeah, the dude's going to be a good NBA player. It's just a matter of when he's going to be. I'm a
1: Rock- Someone in the mentions goes, I'm a Rockets fan and Smiley is worse than our
2: roster. <laughs> hey, Tillman Fertitta excited, though. He's never been more excited about the future of the, the Houston Rockets. Smiley, when you watch him move around on the basketball court, legitimately looks like. like he looks like me. Trying to play basketball if I were playing on an NBA basketball, he looks like me trying to play basketball against D one players. Like that's probably a better comp. Like it is so ugly out there. I just don't understand how someone went to Serbia and watched <laughs> Smiley some, play basketball.
1: one of the mentions goes, "I don't know if I don't know if Maples would sub him in at Contra Costa. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah t- sorry.
2: No. Betty young Chinese right. I do play. I do play at uh, Chinatown Rec sometimes. But it's it's I, right. Like how can someone watching him like? How can someone wa- have watched him two years ago? Sam, it wasn't even like last year. Right. Two this is years ago.
1: this is where this is where the problem is. The problem is not that Smiley's <laughs> not a good player. Like the NBA is littered with guys who get a shot, don't make it, and never come back. Like that's that's just how it goes. The the problem is the media tour. Our guy Connor Laterno has probably written 100,000 words on Smiley. I don't know if I've written a hundred thousand words about anything. Like he's just like, like he like every few months we get a new Raymond Ritter special about like the smiley. And then he plays on the court. You watch him, you're like, this guy's I don't even know if this guy's a EuroLeague player, to be honest. Like, he's so far below the NBA, and I just wanted to make it clear. All smiley slander is more of, like, a Warriors front office slander than anything. He's just not – he's not good. He's Someone in the mention said him and Nico are awful. Nico Mannion is a guy who could play in the NBA if he could shoot. Like I he's agree. a good enough passer and he has feel, but like he's not good enough to be an NBA player if that shot doesn't go down. Yeah. I don't under I don't know what Smiley each does at an NBA level. he does he's not athletic enough. He's not big
2: enough. He doesn't shoot the ball well um i guess he's and he's not and he, and he doesn't have the <laughs> iq no but like, he, like with nico i'm with you like you take a flyer on guys like nico in the second like i wouldn't because he's too small but like i can see why why someone would
1: nico's uh, a guy who if he turns into sense. a 38 percent three-point shooter he he has a 10-year career because he does everything else sufficiently well like he had seven assists tonight but like it's not even about the numbers you watch him play you're like this is a point guard. He knows exactly how to read the floor. He reminds me of like Raul Neto, you know, like that sort of thing. Right. But it's like, if you, if you can't, but like, that's, that's an NBA back. I understand. Yeah. It's like, um, but like until Nico can hit shots at a consistent clip, he's not an NBA player. Smiley. It's like, dude, man, I don't, I don't see what exactly it is. You do here.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We'll move it on it's it's too much smiley talk for me. We'll move on. We'll keep we'll move forward to the next guy. Keep moving. Jake, what's up, man?
1: Yeah, you guys talking about Smiley kind of reminds me of the Stephen A Smith talking about Kwame Brown segment, just <laughs> listing all of the things he sucks at. It's a bu- fide slut. Bonafide. Yeah, slut. yeah exactly. <laughs> um my my yeah, my question is, I think for Sam primarily, would you rather sit in a room with Fitz and listen to him talk about three-point shooting or sit in a room with Dean Preston talking about housing? <laughs> that is a great question. Uh, Jake, I'll take your question out there. I'm going to go with Fitz uh, because housing stuff infuriates me a little. Fitz is more like funny. That The housing stuff drives me insane. We're going to leave it there. Andy's completely checked out. Right. <laughs> I have fit
3: stakes, but we'll move on to the next guy.
1: Yo, John, what's up, my man? What's
3: up, guys? It's always good to see him get a win, you know, and I'm really glad they brought in Jordan Bell. Good to see him back. Had a couple good rotations on defense. Got away with hammering uh, Alexander towards the end. And we would have got that rebound if Pascal wasn't busy standing in the corner trying to talk shit to that guy that got the tech earlier in the game. I don't know what Pascal's problem is. He was totally wrapped up into that guy's mind. His feels are off or something. But anyways, it was fun to see. We all know that Smiley's bad. He's like the Dean Preston of politics. He's awful. They're both awful. <laughs> so you know, Back-to-back like, back Dean Preston calls. Yeah, that guy only won by like 50 votes in my old, old district to uh, someone that like London Breed, you know, she trounced him twice. You know, that guy's Garbage. Anyways, um, you know, sorry, a little too much inside San Francisco for anyone who's not there. Um, But, hey, it tells us what we have available. Jordan Poole going to the D-League and working on his game, having the offseason to work on his game helped a lot. And those are the things that get us worried about guys like Wiseman who aren't going to have that offseason, right? Um, And it makes you wonder about guys like Pascal who had that time, who wasn't injured over the offseason and still has a clunky shot which is why we're like, no, I don't know about that guy, right? So that, that, that's why I get worried about these filler people. But like that one caller said, hey, we might have a decent bench next year. Bring in a couple of vets, maybe make some noise. Hopefully, Clay's healthy. But I think for now, let's focus in on beating Memphis. I think we can do it. Go in, smack the Lakers. Let's get the seventh seed, play Phoenix, knock their asses out. All right, have a good one, guys.
2: <laughs> John, I appreciate talk- it. That was a you great want to call. talk to so, you want to talk to Memphis? Let's let's take this. He brought up Memphis. Let's take a few seconds here. Talk to Memphis. Um, I I don't know how to feel about the game because the last time the Warriors played Memphis, Steph didn't play. So I'm not both sure. time, both times they played I the back, to back, back, back to back without Steph. Like right? we, yeah, it was. And very, to be fair, neither
1: neither did Jaron Jackson, and like they're just two yeah. different teams. Let's be real. They, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we have no. Yeah. We have no, take no frame
2: of reference. We have no, we yeah. have no like John Morant played, but John Morant was, was just coming back from, injury. like it wasn't, it, it just, it was a close game for whatever reason. It just, it wasn't very, uh it, it's not going to be reflective of what we're going to see on Sunday. Um, We went on the house of Strauss uh, yesterday and I thought of something. I, I do feel like Steph is going to have something like we know the way Steph is playing right now is amazing, but uh John Morant and Steph did have a little tussle <laughs> as in a verbal tussle. Uh, So, I think that Steph is going to have a little bit something for John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies outside of just the usual, like, oh, we got to win this game anyway. So that's going to be something uh, fun to look forward to uh, on Sunday. But I, I think that it's a good matchup for the Warriors, though, Sam. I think out of these play-in teams, I don't think any of them are that tough outside of the Lakers, obviously. I think, you know, these, you got the Spurs, you got Memphis. And then even, like, you throw in the Portland, who might be one of these – like, I, they're not, like, extremely tough. And I think Memphis is just kind of, like, there's, there's nothing there. They've never played Steph before. They've never guarded Steph. Like, that's something that you just don't know what to do until you actually have to play him 10 times.
1: I also think that what makes this so fascinating is single elimination. Like, I think you and I both agree, if it's a series, I feel pretty confident about the Warriors winning it handily. But in a single elimination game, the same reason maybe we feel confident that they would beat the Lakers um, not that we think the Warriors, this Warriors team, is better than the LeBron Anthony Davis Lakers. Y- you also get like a little worried, like what if the Grizzlies get hot? What if Steph's cold? That sort of thing. So I think but, that all makes it fascinating. I do think the Grizz get after it defensively. My big, my big concern with the game will be um, rebounding. To be honest, it's like the Grizzlies can't shoot the ball, but they do get a ton of offensive rebounds, right? So. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if the Warriors can really push the pace and change the tempo
2: of the game because if it's an up and down game, I think they went pretty handled. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Jjj, he's back. You got Jonas. Um, he's back, what, but like Jjj, has, I don't think Jjj has even played 30 minutes in game yet. So you know, yeah, he. It's
1: just he, that, that's what someone just saying. You're just like,
2: yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like he's come back from a pretty big injury. <laughs> like it's right. He's like, played. He's played, six,
1: he's played six, six to seven games. Like there's a. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's be we're realistic. Talking, we're talking;
2: he's gonna have to play winning basketball, like, and yeah, we're not just talking about like he just going out there and playing ten. Yeah, sure, anybody go out there and play twenty minutes, but we're talking about twenty minutes against Steph Curry. Like, your ass is gonna get torched. Like we, <laughs> like, like Steph is gonna go off for forty five if, if that's the case. So the one th- um
1: I I was gonna say the yep. one thing we didn't talk on is the Warriors last or Steph and Draymond's last game was Tuesday, so they will have five days mm. of rest which is something that they haven't had in a long time. And, you know, it's going to be a rest versus rust thing, but I think it's going to probably work in the Warriors' favor,
2: right? I think also one more thing, but yes, yes. And I think one thing we have to remember too is, you know what's most likely going to happen? They win this game, eight seed, play the Lakers, lose, and then play Memphis again, and then that's the actual elimination game. So there's actually going to be That's what That's why I think it's going to happen. There's actually going to be one more game against Memphis where it's actually win or go home. So it's, this will be a nice preview for that, I think, Sam.
1: So. I agree. All right, let's keep moving. Let's get to a few more callers, and we'll cut this short tonight. James Stein, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I don't think enough has been said about um, what the Clippers did tonight. I think they intentionally lost that game to – Uh, avoid the Lakers and I think it's a pretty smart move and it it pretty much guarantees them Portland I think because Denver can't win that game now they have to let Portland win I think for them to avoid the Lakers has that been talked about at all Jam, say it again one more time sorry Sorry. like the Clippers lost that game tonight to kind of put the pressure I think on Denver because Denver can't lose to Portland on Sunday because if they lose or if if Denver wins against the Portland, they'll be ah, moved, okay. and then they'll play the Lakers at six. So they know, I think they know they'll get Portland in the three six. Now, uh, Clippers know that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some posturing there. It's it's uh, by the way, great call. I feel like the Clippers want to fall to four. I think they're looking at the um, the standings and seeing the Lakers. The Nuggets would be on one side of the bracket, and on the other side, they'd have it the other way. I think everyone's posturing with with um, with their seating is what's going on right now, and we'll see. I mean, the Nuggets could do the same thing. The Nuggets could the Nuggets could decide, you know, Jokic has like a you know uh, sprained cuticle in his finger or something like that, and just kind of go the other way. But it's it's going to be fascinating to see how this whole thing plays out because. I don't think anyone gives a you know shit about their seed. Everyone wants to get the matchup path they want and like just being honest you don't want to be on the same side as the Lakers or the Clippers. If you can push them into one side of the bracket like Andy Andy think about this. If the Clippers have the 3 seed and the Lakers have the 7 seed, how confident would you be about the Warriors being able to make a run to the Western Conference
2: finals? Well, that that's what that's the goal. That's what Warriors fans have been excited about, right? Because if you get Utah or even Phoenix as the first-round series, and then you're telling me you could get Denver or Portland in, this, in the second-round series, you're telling me that's possible? I'm telling you that's a Western Conference Finals path, right? Any day of the week. And then you're telling me that you can get the, either the Clippers or the Lakers off a seven-game series, and this is with AD and, and LeBron nursing injuries, right? And, and a Clippers team that's you know known for choking especially a team that just choked last season, I should say. Like anything's possible. But again, it's like it's so far away that I'm 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 more like right. I, I don't think of it too much. I, here's I have a take about these teams doing this with the seeding. I don't know whether they're doing this or not. I think it's kind of loserish mentality though. I think if you're a team that and again, I don't know if they're doing this or not. But I think if you're a team that thinks you're a championship team, why do you feel like you need to lose or you need to play a certain you know matchup right like just play who's in front of you if you're the best team in the NBA you're gonna win it's not like the Western Conference is is like amazingly tougher than the Eastern it's better but it's not like it's so much tougher than the East where the, like I don't I, I just think it's soft it's soft you just play who's in front
1: of you uh, I would say I would say the answer is if you feel like you have guys who are nursing injuries there, you want to if they're you want that's fair you want to uh maybe make your path Particularly in this weird season, as favorable as possible. Yeah, I was gonna say but, if they're
2: resting, you can't but with that it.
1: said, they're soft. They're not champions. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey mouse ass <laughs> fucking champions. All right. Ricky, what's up, man? Hey, what's up guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's going on? So did you all see the um the Steve Kerr quote about um envisioning pool as a six man? Yeah. So um is, this, is that um the sure sign that perhaps Kelly Obre isn't coming back next season? I don't think so. I think um first off Steve probably shouldn't say stuff like that because it's probably just gonna make Jordan Poole feel like I'm better than a six man. But I, I don't think um they need they need a lot of players. I don't think uh that means anything. <laughs>
2: You don't think so, Sam? I uh,
1: I mean, only I it's, it's... only other than Steve Kerr's thinking in short-term goals that he doesn't want, um, he doesn't think Jordan Poole's going to. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, I don't think Kelly Oubre is coming back. I, I, if I had a choice, I would like Kelly Oubre to come back because I think there's enough potential there. But, um, yeah, I think Steve sees him as a Jordan Clarkson, and. Maybe ceiling is higher, maybe not, but I think that's fair. I think that's fair to say. I think right now Jordan Poole is a sick I
1: think Steve's right. Yeah, maybe. We'll I see. Yeah, yeah,
3: who knows? Yeah. Maybe he's not. I should, I'm, in, I I'm, in on,
1: I'm, I'm in on the Steve-Jordan Poole lineups, but we'll see what happens. Antonio, what's going on, man?
3: Hey, what's up, y'all? I was literally just about to ask about that quote, but um, in a different direction. I feel like we talk about next year's bench a lot. And I know it's a big uncertainty, but I'm just really interested in Jessup because I feel like we have Mulder who respects him. He made it to the NBA, but he's like a fake good shooter. And I think Jessup, like, he can just be decent at defense with a good build and he can be like an actual good shooter. And I'm just like kind of excited about that. Or would you guys rather have like a pen shooter who's more experienced for next year?
1: Antonio, appreciate the, call. the the call. I'm gonna say, I just want to add a couple Both? players who are experienced. They Both? don't they don't need to be a shooter. They don't need to be a shooter. Like they just need to add a couple veterans. You know, if they add a veteran like passer, and then the shooter is a young guy, that's cool, or vice versa, right? Trevor Ariza is playing pretty well right now.
2: Trevor Ariza would be a fantastic. Oh, he's in,
1: kid. in the Miami culture. Shout out culture. Yeah.
2: Right, like the shout out to the to being in the Miami Heat culture, like that's a that's a guy that you know is a good basketball player, and you can just plug and play a bet like that. So, you know, this season he probably wouldn't have come to the Warriors, right? Because he was like, well, this team's not going to win a championship. Why even bother? But I think those are guys that you want to look at. And Jessup, I, I like who knows about Jessup? We just we just don't know. We no, we have no idea. He could come over here. He could be smiley. Right? It's doubtful, but you just you really you just don't know. Speak
1: for yourself. Uh, I'm just watching Jessup highlights all day.
2: I, have, are, are they done? Because I don't feel like I've seen Jessup highlights on my timeline lately. Maybe maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe the season's over, and I don't know. I don't follow Australian basketball guys, so you got to help me out. But uh, but uh, who knows? I mean, like, even if he comes over, he's not playing minutes that matter. That's the other thing.
1: That's true. All right, keep moving. Benjamin, what's up, man? Yo. You hear me? We can hear you. All right. ah. I just want to ask, uh, what what would you think it would – about uh, – so I I give a lot of credit to the Santa Cruz Warriors for Jordan Poole and Juan Toscana Anderson. I think that should be talked about. Like, I don't think the Warriors can develop, but I think the Santa Cruz have been developing. So I wonder, I was asking you, how would it be if James Wiseman would have gone down to the G League, how he would have looked instead? Okay. Ben, appreciate the question. Um, it's a great question. Can the, can the Warriors send Wiseman to Santa Cruz?
2: <sighs> I feel like it's too politically uh, tough, right? I mean, like part of it was why did Juan Descano Anderson play basketball earlier this season for this team? It was political, right? It wasn't that – like Steve knew that he could play basketball. He liked him. It's not like he's an idiot. <laughs> uh, but he just couldn't play him because, you know, maybe he had to play Wiseman more, maybe. And then if you think about it from that perspective, yeah, can you imagine them sending the number two pick, James Wiseman, to the G League? I, for, like two things in terms of confidence one it would be good for him because he'd be really good in the g-league but it would also be bad because damn you're sending a number two pick to the g-league like is this guy ashim the beat right like, like then it becomes really it, it might hurt his confidence a little bit and we saw the way that he dealt with kind of confidence issues throughout this entire season so i yeah, Sam, i don't i don't know like i guess it would be good technically from a, development, a developmental perspective but uh I don't, you can, I don't think you could do it though. I don't think it's
1: possible. Yeah, and to, I mean it's it's like that. Uh, it's a faux pas. Like it's it's not like baseball where the minor leagues are accepted. So yeah, we'll yeah, give Jimmy Ball, another shot here. Come
2: back up, Jesus.
1: <laughs> Relax, Jimmy. You there. Can you are, hear me? Hey, Jim, there we go. Yeah, Jimmy, we can hear you. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, do you think? Uh, Marquise, Chris, and uh, Gr three will be back uh, next season. Thanks, guys. That's a great question. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them were back. I, I don't know that both will be back. Do you, what do you think, Andy? I, th- I think both are on the Warriors' radar for sure. I, I just think the Warriors are going to do the thing where they they hope they can acquire someone who's more established, but like yep. they know they have guys there that quote unquote fit that they like.
2: I think the battle is between Marquise Chris and Jordan Bell. Um and, and we didn't even talk about Jordan Bell tonight. I didn't think I didn't think he looked that bad. I, I honestly I thought he was fine. A good call. Uh, you know, the dunk notwithstanding. You know, I thought he was fine. Um I don't know who to pick. I, Marquise Chris is coming off an injury. I do think they I don't understand why GR3 isn't on this team though. That that's one guy I don't understand. I, I not that they he would have helped the Warriors win like eight more games but I just think he's a, he's just a perfect fit. He's a perfect fit. He makes threes. Uh, he doesn't really make mistakes. He doesn't make the dumb mistakes that some of these other guys do like Uber and Baysmore, by dribbling into people. He plays defense solidly. He's long, right? He's athletic and he's long. He's not great, but he's a solid ninth man. And I just don't understand why he's not on this team. I would like him to be on the team next season. I, I, I thought that the, it's a great call. I would really like to see him on this team next season. Um, but you would like to see him as a ninth man, not as a uh, not as a uh, seventh guy, right? Not as a sixth or seventh guy, which is maybe what he would have been this season. I agree with you, man.
1: I agree. All right. Last caller of the night. We're going to end it early tonight. It's Friday night. You guys should go do something social, guys. <laughs> uh, Aaron, what's up, man? What a club. Aaron, what's up, man? Damn it. Uh-oh. Am I? Ever- yeah. So- yeah,
2: there we go. There we go every time i like request to speak i like close out of the app and i'm like checking twitter or something so like that's what ends up happening <laughs> you're good you're good, man <laughs> uh i i didn't watch the game i have no idea what happened i know the warriors won at the end of the day i hope jordan pulls all right clearly he came back and played i just want to call and say you guys are great you guys i want you to keep doing what you're doing i've listened to you guys on ethan's uh podcast today and I just want to hype you
3: guys up and let you know that the entire Bay Area loves you. I live in Washington now. We love you.
2: Keep doing your fucking thing. And uh, go Dubs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he, 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 you oh, bringing a it, tear to my eye. Wow. It's, you know what? You know, this is just how we need to end this. Someone, Someone's chasing a winds with us. Um, I'm going to fucking cry. I'm going to fucking cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nah, we appreciate every one of you. We will be back on Sunday. Um, right. Sunday will be, by the way, an extended show, uh, unless yes, the Warriors sir. win. Unless you know, it'll be it'll be good times. Um, what else we want to say? I think uh, that's it. I think we'll, we'll it. positive times. All right,
2: guys, appreciate y'all. See y'all Sunday.
1: Later.